What a tragedy. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to Southern Vibes. It's your host, DJ Crooks, and I'm here with my boy, DJ Intune. What up? Man, what's good? It's glad to be back again in this fucked up situation. It's, it's fucked up, man. My back's <laughs> fucked up. But nonetheless, we have one of the funkiest white boys. You're white, right? Yeah. I know. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Rhymes. What up, Brian? One time, man. Trying to stay alive. <laughs> Trying to stay alive? Yeah. I feel that, man. One thing's for sure is we're not moving no fucking beds in the <laughs> So how you been, Brian? Dude, I've been, uh... <laughs> man, I've been good, like... I'm good, like, in a weird way, like, you know, like, it's like a roller coaster, like, what we do and everything, like, up and down, up and down. Uh, I'm on, like, a super big up right now, waiting for the down, but always preparing, <laughs> always preparing <laughs> for the down, yeah. That's what's up. So, where originally are you from, man? I'm from, I was born in Kansas City, uh, moved to Houston when I was, like, two. Uh, I lived in League City, well, I lived in Houston for a while, until I was, like, seven, I moved to League City, and I uh, grew up there. Went to college at U of H after high school. Graduated U of H. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Uh, if I could take it back, I wouldn't have gone to college. I would have just taken that money and started the business because uh, that, that was a long, stressful process and I ended up just DJing. I was, I was DJing that entire time. But, uh, Sounds familiar. And then, yeah, man, I've been here since. I've, I've lived like short stints in like California, a couple other places. I lived in Australia for a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, like H Town's my home. Always H-Town, will be. Hold it down. Got so it tatted on me. So, so back when you were like at U of H, did y'all have like that college bar, the, the rooftop? Yeah, but it wasn't a rooftop yet. It was a, uh, it was just the bar that smelled like sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I didn't even care. Like you could walk there and get a beer. But whenever it first opened, like I wasn't twenty one, so we we couldn't drink anyway. And Damn. well, I waited tables too, so like any. Any bar that I went to was like a bar that like I worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wasn't like a frequent of like the campus bar, but I mean, you would go. You know, U of H isn't really like a. It's a commuter campus. Yeah. It's not people don't live there, so like you'd go into that bar and there wouldn't be that many people there. From what I see of it now, a whole different bar. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Straight up, <laughs> there would be no one in there. Like whenever I went there, and it's now crazy. it's completely slammed. Like that, yeah, I would definitely be there now. Yeah, on Thursdays it's it's fucking slamming, man. Well, plus, I mean, like, AK and Tony up there, like... Yo, shout out to Tony and AK. There definitely wasn't any... D, they weren't even thinking about that at that point. Had time. jukebox and it's, it's, it's a campus place <laughs> and shit like that. That's what's up. Um, so, when you went to college, were you already, like, DJing already, or...? Yeah. Okay, uh, so when did you start DJing? Man, I started DJing when I was 16. 16, 17. Um... Somebody I know stole a set of turntables. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. It wasn't some twelves. It wasn't some twelves. It was like a Newmark Battle Pack, like three hundred dollars set of turntables, and uh, yeah, their mom like made them get rid of them. Like, where did you get this from? So he's like, you want to buy these like a hundred bucks? And I was like, yeah. And so he threw in like I've been listening to hip hop my whole life, but he threw in like a Tribe record, Outkast record, an Eagles record. Like, like random, no, like the most random, like a Rick James record, the one where he's standing on a corner, leaned up against the wall and dragged. Yeah, like the most random record selection ever. And uh, man, I sat in my room and just like mixed these eight a chameleonaire turn it up record. Uh, yo, I played that song so many times I never want to hear it ever in my entire life. And dude, so like I had like an Iowa stereo. You know, like the stereo everybody would get when, like, 
sixth grade, seventh grade. Yeah. It'd be like 150 watts. <laughs> you, you <laughs> That's just sound horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got the graphic equalizer on the front, like digital graphic equalizer. <laughs> and man, I used to, uh, I used to like screw everything down, but I could only screw to eight percent on uh, those that Newmark Battle Pack. And uh, that's the only reason why I started DJing was to chop and screw stuff. Sounds really? familiar. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to be... I didn't even know who DJ AM was. I didn't know anything about this open format stuff till I met people in my crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just for the listeners, how, how old were you around this time when you got into 16, DJing? 17. 16, 17. Okay, cool. But uh, So I would take those records that I had and I would make like screw tapes and record it to tape. And I had a tape player in my car, my first car, my jalopy, and... Yeah, I'll literally roll around and just think that I'm like <laughs> coolest thing in the world. <laughs> coolest thing in the world. And so I lost all those tapes. My car got towed one time, and the tow truck driver, I'm thinking he thought that they were gray tapes. Oh, shit. And he stole like, them all, and they were not. They were beginners. It dumped my entire life. There's a Brian Ryan's chopped and screwed mix on Seinfeld yeah. somewhere. It's a DJ screw unreleased. In a, in a gutter near you. He's <laughs> still down there. So so growing up, like your early references and influence was DJ Screw? or Man, DJ Screw, UGK, Zero, Kiki, uh, Bun. Like... But also, I'm a huge metalhead, so like, I want to say metalhead for people that are listening. But like anything, we could talk. I played guitar before I uh, started DJing. Oh, yeah. You know, I took guitar lessons for five, six years. Man, I used to play like uh, a lot of Megadeth, Metallica. I was in a couple bands. I played saxophone before I played guitar. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> I started, I learned how to play the trombone first. No. Well, like, I could have gone to any college that I wanted to. <laughs> first chill, <laughs> First chill, you can't take it away, Dad. <laughs> but no, nah, man, I like, um, going through college, like, I was in a couple bands. I mean, I was DJing at the same time, but that was kind of what I did, like, to create. Rather than like producing like everybody kind of does now, I didn't like stumble into producing of like, I want to do this. I stumbled into producing of like, I have to do it. Yeah. I have to start doing this. Like, yeah. But playing live music was my first love from whenever I was a kid, younger than 16. Man, I used to stay in the band hall. I was the last kid there every day. My older brother went to Juilliard for free. And wow, uh, he, he played in a Philharmonic Symphony, percussion. He played in Nashville Symphony. Uh, come from like a music family, and were your parents that like really into music as well? No, not yeah. at all. It yeah. just started with us, like the brothers. I mm-hmm. got, I got three brothers, but two of us, sorry, three of us are in music. Four siblings total, sorry, but um, yeah, my brother like popped it off, and he'd always be in the band hall, mm-hmm. be like, "Man, I'll be better than this fool. I'll be better than this fool." But no, definitely, <laughs> 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 well, he had that, he had that thing like that. Just that genius kind of sitting there and like learning a piece of music, like classical music. I wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Like I did it for a long time, and then I wanted to be in jazz band, but we didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I wanted to be in jazz band. I play saxophone. Yeah. There's there's no room. You can't make any money in classical music with saxophone. Yeah. There's like one part maybe, right. and you got to be. You gotta be the boy. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to make any money. And so, do you feel like that's helped you a lot um, transitioning to like your DJ, like a DJing? I think I took the principles of learning how to practice music into DJing. Learning like what it is to like be able to tell yourself that you're not good. Like, 
this sucks. Like, <laughs> and recognizing the problem and fixing it. And also, like, you know, like practicing with tempo. Like, if you can't do something at this tempo, you obviously need to slow it down and practice it at this tempo. And if you can't do it at that, you need to slow it down again. Yeah. Get it to where it's very... And then you crawl it back up. And then you get it to where you can do it really fast. So whenever you go back down, it just... It's like nothing. It's yeah. like butter. And, yeah, like, little things like that. But, honestly, man, I just think it's the drive. Like, I have the drive to, like... Like I said, like, I was staying there with my brother. Like, I want to be better than you. Like, I want to be the best. Like, and that's, that's just why I would stand there and do that. Like... Yeah, competition really brings out the best in people as far as, like, you know, you're trying to be better than your brother. You're trying to be better than that guy that's in the first chair. And I feel like any DJ could really benefit off that. Um, so you are saying you were oh, in Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. For all the ladies listening, I was first chair from sixth grade to tenth grade when I quit. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Slide in the DMs. We're going to put his Instagram handle in the description He knows below. how to play that sax. <laughs> if you're a single mother and make between fifty and 60000 a year, yeah. hit us up. And if you like Kenny G, you get Brian. Play that George Michael right now. (laughs) (laughs) If you have benefits, hit up my boy Brian Rice. Yo, I got no health care, but I can cook. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Damn, that's crazy. (laughs) That's funny. So you're in band. You started learning uh, musical instruments uh, such as the saxophone. How did you first get into DJing before your friend actually, you saw the turntables and whatnot? Like, there had to be some kind of influence as far as something that you saw on a VHS tape or something you heard on the radio. Like, what was that? That was like, was like damn, I'm into hip-hop. I'm into music. I think that the first thing that made me fall in love with Houston music was UGK One Day. The first time I heard that Ooh. song, Screwed, by by DJ Screw, I, I remember being my friend's Cadillac Broham in work. <laughs> Not doing anything good in that <laughs> car. Rolling around, I was like, damn, this song is the shit. I was like, what is this? And that was that was the first time I ever heard Screw. And uh, from then on, I mean, it wasn't like an immediate thing. But like over time, like as I started like getting into it or whatever, I just saw those. I mean, I played guitar, like I said, after that. And then I saw the turntables and I was, dude, I used to be like that kid. And I'd be like sitting there. I'd be like, watch like movies like Juice. And he's up there like doing the DJ battle after he just kills somebody. <laughs> like, man, this dude's tight. Streaks first, <laughs> yeah. music second. <laughs> yeah, yo, what's actually funny? I watched I watched Juice the other day for the first time in a while, and on the flyer it says DJ Scratch. And I don't know if you follow DJ Scratch on Instagram, but he might be the best technical DJ. I've never seen him rock a party. I can't. There's two he's, different things. He's from New York, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It says on the flyer, and Juice says DJ Scratch. I'm like. Damn, that dude has been around for that long. Like, that movie's from... I mean, the guy's like... I don't know how old he is. I don't want to comment on how old he is, but... He's older. Like, that's... More than likely him. Yeah. I think I've heard him talk about it before, too. He's been around for... for Even to this day. Like, I think he was just on that... Uh, that Netflix documentary... Well, not documentary. It was a... Kind of a competition between rappers. Uh, he made, like, a, a an appearance as the DJ. DJ Scratch. And I think he just did a tour with Jazzy Jeff too, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like what the Rhythm and Flow show? Yeah, he was on Rhythm and Flow. Yeah. Okay. For the New York episode, I think it was episode two or something. So. Never seen it. <laughs> you just see it, man. It's dope. Um, I just thought it was it was cool because like out of all the DJs, they would actually have somebody that I knew, and I was like, oh shit, this DJ Scratch. So. Nice. That's what's up. So. Cool. No, sorry. So like, I would see like scenes of movies like that. Be like, man, it'd be cool to be able to do that. And then I just bought it one day. And then once I started doing it. I like I couldn't stop doing it. Like that's like all I did. I was like, dude, why is this so difficult? 
But there was no YouTube. Yeah. There was no Serato. There was nothing like that. This like is our records, right? That's what I mean. Well, and I'm on a Newmark battle pack with Newmark <laughs> needles. <laughs> you backspin them, and it's like, yeah, like all the way across the record. Like, why? How's this? Can't be this hard, man. Why is this is difficult. And uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, dude, I, I used to practice, and I would take those records that I have, and I would play this like one Eagle song, and I'll put an Outcast acapella from like a single that I had on it, and people would be like, dude, that's really cool, but you're on vinyl, so like. I couldn't get out of it at that time. I wasn't good enough to like flip the Eagles record, like put another one on, and, like pick the song. I didn't yeah. know like how all that worked yet. Yeah. But I was just doing it, like kind of like, figuring it out at the time. Like, okay, this is pretty dope. Like, and I record it to my cassette tape and get in my car and just drive around. Like, yeah, this is cool, cool. Moe Deep. <laughs> 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 That's funny, man. So, what was the next transition from then? You're you're DJing in high school. Were you doing like house parties uh-uh. or anything like that? Man, no. I literally uh. So the next transition from that. I bought a set of Denon 3500s, the uh, the CD, the CDJ. They accept CDs and they got the rotating platter. It's horrible uh, needle jump. So it would be like I had like a sticker on it and it rotate around and you pull it back to like the same sticker just, and it would be like over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CDs are not perfect. <laughs> you could not. Well, I mean, it. Um, I'm not gonna incriminate myself, but Wait, so I had those for a short time. Ago? No, man, this is longer than that. Okay, then you're good. This is... Statue of Limitations is seven years, y'all. This is maybe 13, 14... No, sorry. 11 years ago. Oh, you're fine. Uh, but anyway, so uh, a certain hurricane happened. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people got checks for that. So I went and bought a set of... <laughs> a set of the CDJ MK3-1000s. Nice. And uh, that was the start of it all. Mm. That was whenever I was like... Oh my God! This is, I had a Pioneer 400, which is one of the greatest mixers of all time. If anybody had a Pioneer 400, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they don't make them anymore. But uh, I had that two CDJs, and um, man, I would sit there and chop it through stuff. People would come over to the house, and I wouldn't like move my stuff into the main room. I would just like turn my speakers all the way up and just do it in my bedroom. It's like everybody be partying, and I'd just be DJing in my room like the entire time. That's all I want to do. I didn't care about like talking to nobody or anything. And then Drake came out with that song. He's like, "Well, y'all out there partying? I'm over here making all the music that you party to. I'm like, damn, I feel that line. I'm over here by myself. <laughs> you know, I don't even care. Was that like circa 2011? It was around that time period. That was a college. That was a college for sure. But, dude, all I cared, like, literally, like, I told you, like, once I started, I couldn't stop. I just I just wanted to keep going. Like, I literally, like, wanted to be in a club. I, wanted, I would see those movies, like, clips in my head. And I was like, man, I also, like, want to be the man. And... Then you become the man. And you realize it ain't about this. <laughs> it's like no. now you in demand. It's just like oh Dude, shit. I'll take I'll take one. Oh, I'll take one. Shit. Oh, oh shit. Jameson. Yeah. Oh, shout out Jameson. Sponsor us. Yeah, man. No hangover in the like, morning too. Oh, he, he poured me the whole nights with the Jameson <laughs> in one shot. But uh, nah, man. So I those I had those NK three one thousands. What is that? I took two shots when y'all took two little bitch. Come on. Yo, I took like multiple shots before y'all even got you. <laughs> I gotta go to the Southwest. Oh, yeah, I feel that though. Shout out Southwest in the building. Some studio Yo. shit, you know. Anyway, so studio break. We, uh, yeah, man, we had them MK3 1000s. Started chopping the screw and stuff. Uh, and then a car wash hit me up. What? Yeah. <laughs> you and Jeff's car wash off of... Uh, 
Oh, in League City. Yeah, 646 yeah, yeah. in League City. They had a banging sound system. <laughs> dude, the car wash? I'm dead serious. Hey, that's dude. a nice ass no, car wash. No, they dude. had like two 22s, uh, crown amps, two JBL 222s, crown amps. They were probably pushing 10,000 watts out of these speakers. It banged. It would rattle the dust out the ceiling. And so, <laughs> I, so I'm so broke at this point in time from buying those expensive ass CDJs. <laughs> I didn't have a coffin. So I took like my car amps, boxes. The boxes from my my box from my kicker seven seven fifty by twos. Yeah. Literally I took those boxes and I would set my CDJs up on that and I played like twice and this is like the beginning of the dubstep era. They're like, Can you play dubstep? I was like Yeah, I lied. I lied my ass off. I ain't ever heard of dubstep. Before. On YouTube, what is dubstep? Yeah, no, for real. Uh Kaza, what is dubstep? Literally I was like, there I coordinate myself all over the place. When it when it when in like like literally listened to it for a while, uh, for like a week probably, and was just like, okay, it's it's Rusko, it's Caspa, Banga, like all. This, I, by the way, I fuck with dubstep heavy. I went through the whole thing. I was in the beginning of it. This is before anybody knew what it was, and so we did that one week, and then the next week I mixed with Michael Watts and Bad Boy BMC for Swisher House, and I ain't talking shit about anybody, but your boy did the fucking thing. <laughs> no, literally, people came up to me like, who are you? I'm like. They're like, yo, who the hell I got boxes playing? underneath my CDs. <laughs> no, dude, I know, I had no idea what I was doing. I was at a car wash. I think I was making like seventy dollars the entire night. Oh And shit. then the yeah. second time, Wait, I was packed. Night? Yeah, this was like a ten to two, and I was getting there early to set up everybody's shit. It was a, a club wash. at Hugh and Jeff's car wash. Yeah, in the what back. What the fuck? I it's never like knew a, that it's shit. It's like a party room. I never knew. Yeah, I also had a barbershop in the front. <laughs> this was a long time, probably. <laughs> they cut your hair in your car while I was getting washed. Just play dice. <laughs> dice in the back. Yeah, Brian kicking it up and shit. Dumpster. Do you um? No, nah, man. But that happened like the second gig that I played in front of people. I was like literally mixing with Michael Watchers, like a legend of mine. And BMC at the time was like that Houston boy. Like that was the dude. And uh. I was like, man, this is the shit. This is like the pinnacle. I'm not gonna give this is like peak 10 years career. ago. This is like 10 years ago. You're on that peak day, you're on your I haven't reminisced about this in a minute. No one's asked me about this in a long time. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, I started the car. Well, so me and Seth, uh, sorry, Seth and our crew, shout out Villa, uh, my best friend, this, uh, yeah, they were like, dude, you guys did such a good job. Like, we want to have you here every week. We're like, dope, we got a gig. And I was like, still 70 bucks? They're like, yeah, we'll give you a bar tab. So it was like, free bar tab and 70 bucks. And so we were, yo, Seth comes over to my house and he shows me DJ City. And at this time, I'm like ripping all my stuff off. That Piff. Yo, <laughs> you know? They had the shit. I can't even remember the rest of them, but like literally all like the, yo, I would go to the U of H library and... I would plug in like seven hard drives on computers. And this is whenever it took forever to download stuff. I'll literally go and be like, this mistake, this mistake on different computers. And I'd have like the whole, I'd have like a stack <laughs> of computers going. And I would just have like 250 gig hard drives, like downloading databases of music. Like, those were the days. That's how you used to have to get your. <laughs> Dude, I remember that piff, bro. I used to. Uh, have DJ drops like all your songs yeah, and shit. Uh, all of a sudden, when you're playing the song, all of a sudden it's like, DJ drama! <laughs> you like, yeah. Damn it! Damn it! It's my face. <laughs> Listen to this trip, bitch. <laughs> you 
like, bro. <laughs> but the crowd does the, the crowd doesn't care. They're like, yeah, I know that song, just like yeah. that. But other DJs be in the room, like, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but dude, I mean, you, I don't think that music was a. Uh, I don't think music now is abundant as it is. Was not nearly at some of the level of mixtapes that were coming out at that time, and they were just pumping them out. Drake was pumping out mixtapes. Wayne was pumping out mixtapes. Yeah. And it was like all the stuff that was shaping the music that's getting made now. But none of those kids know any of those, the drought too. Like, I can't tell you the amount of house parties I've seen, like, girls twerking upside down on the wall to the drought too. Like, that was an epic era of time of hip-hop mixtapes. And DJs really, you don't hear that anymore. You don't hear yeah. DJs dropping these rap mixtapes, like, charging for placement. To yep. get these fools like charge people like gutter and like to five grand, I'll put you on my mixtape. DJ just make a lot of money like that. Yeah, because it's like now it's just like everybody's going independent, so it's like fuck you, I don't need you. Yeah, do SoundCloud. Well, I'm gonna do everything else, so I don't, I don't need DJs. But it's like uh, it's I understand it from the artist perspective because they're getting fucked over a lot from these DJs. It's like, oh yeah, I'll pay you $5,000, don't even play your shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of whole ass DJs out there <laughs> that wasn't doing shit for these people. But it's fucked up the game. But I mean, the game is going to constantly change with shit like that Always. too. Yeah, now I think if they were creating mixtapes, they're just saying they're albums, right? Mm-hmm. You know half these hoes are albums. Sorry. Half of like, them are mixtapes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, if it does good, I'll call it an album. But otherwise, yeah, it's just a mixtape. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, because I can't remember <laughs> Any of the like latest people saying like, oh, I just dropped a mixtape. Yeah. Like the last mixtape kind of reference I've heard was probably what's it, that joint with um, with Future and Drake. But technically, that was an album, right? I would say Jack. What Boys a time to a be mixtape. alive. Jack Boys. I would yeah. say Jack Boys is a mixtape. Yeah. No, the Travis Scott and yeah, yeah, and Gang. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's uh, something that you roll around in a car to, not something you walk up to me and say, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro, interrupt your entire vibe right now to play the shit I roll around my boys in my car with while we're not picking up any hoes. That's what that is. Yeah, unless you're in like a rap club, don't come up to me in open format bar and be like, hey, play the most hood shit in Houston right now. The manager gonna come look at you like, what the fuck is this I'm shit? Not doing, I'm not doing that, bro. I'm gonna, I fall over pony by genuine. Like, what do you want me to do? How am I supposed to get out of this? <laughs> it's like BPM track, I got shit. Hey, but but it's, it's, a, it's a different era I thought now. it was a dope project. It's just, it was short. Like, it was like, what, 30 well, minute project? I, well, so this is what I think that that project was because they dropped so much merch with it that all it was was, hey, homies, get on this. We all sign it. Maybe we split up the money from the songs. But hey, we'll make this money from this merch. And you get all these people that yeah. are buying the hoodies, the shirts. And Ski I think that's the future. All they had to do was sit in the studio for maybe three, four days. Make six or seven songs, however long that album is. There's like two skits on it. Six, seven songs. We could do that. Pause. <laughs> you know, we could literally... I could get six, seven songs out in, in not not a full fledged album. Like it's not a it's not something you would like put your life on. Yeah. Yo, let's do this real quick. Go bang it out. Boom. Sell all this merch and shit. And then you know what? We'll do it two months from now. Again, it's a mixtape. Like yeah. it's a mixtape promo. Yeah. It's all promo. Like uh, throwaway songs. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, cause it's just like people actually fuck with the mixtapes harder than the albums sometimes anyway. So it's just like But dude, the hype the hype beast will fuck with the merch even more. You charge $150 for a hoodie, 
and the lines can be out the door for the hoodie. Yeah. Whereas they won't pay two dollars for the song. Yeah, fuck that shit. They'll pay. <laughs> they'll pay for that hoodie though. Yeah. And I think the rappers are starting to figure that out. It's all about to be about the merch game. Merch and touring, for sure. They want that well, tangible merch shit. at the tour. Yeah. yeah. All I got was this fucking T-shirt. The Travis Scott shirt. Went to Astro and all I got was this fucking t-shirt. Every time I go to the club, I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. Dude, this made like $300 while I'm sitting over here drinking my $40 fucking Jack and Coke. What am I doing? <laughs> but I feel like the, the rappers are doing, doing merch, but you see DJs try to do the same shit. People are like, I don't fuck with you. Well, you have to have a following. Yeah. yeah. He has a solid following. Because the only DJs I can think that are doing merch, as far as, like, if I don't go to, like, a big-name festival, is, like, like Two Cents. Yeah. And they got a big following. Exactly. And then, of course, you have your, all your EDM DJs who sell their shit at EDC or on their well, websites or their little tours. I think that the artists that sell merch stand for something. Travis Scott stands for something. He's kind of the outlier of the mainstream artist that became a mainstream artist because he was kind of, like, the wild dude that didn't really care. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He made, he made his style. I don't necessarily think he makes the greatest music, but if you're standing there and watching, like, an entire crowd go crazy to his shit, if you don't get goosebumps, like, you ain't, I don't know what you're watching, but, like, dude, watching 250,000 people just go insane to somebody's music is a whole different thing, and those people will die for that, dude. Yeah. Two cents, DJs will buy their stuff because they like what they represent. They represent a business, a brand. Their brand is great. Travis Scott's brand is great. His music doesn't have to be great. His brand is amazing. Mm. Two Cents brand, amazing. Not going to say any names, but like, think about like, like, I don't know, like local DJs, me, mid-level DJs. How many followers do I have? We're like, 12? I don't know, man, 20? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? People that like really cut for me, like if I was in a bad situation, like, hey man, I need some help. Maybe 20 people. Like, I seen that go to the club one time. I, I love like, all y'all too. Well, <laughs> just, you know, but what I'm way, saying is... Brian Rose is dropping merch today. I'm just kidding. Peep my merch game. <laughs> that's what's up, man. But that, that's not something... Sorry. We're in a different category of those DJs. Yeah. I, I, call, us, I call what we do blue-collar DJing. Mm -hmm. Because you can call me and be like, Hey, super emergency. Need a Kinsidietta DJ. Uh... $800 for four hours. Da, da, da. I'm like, if I can't find nobody, I'll be like, I can do it. Why? Because I can do anything. <laughs> You'll be to call Diplo and be like, hey man, I got a Kinsietta over here. Let's put a mask on you and see if you can do this shit. <laughs> he can't. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. We're not, we're not white collar DJs, man. There's we're, different tiers, is what you're saying, right? We're a working class DJ. Like, it, I don't like to get it twisted. I don't like to, like, I think that too many people, like, idolize what being like a real working class DJ is, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of like learning types of music. I don't speak Spanish. I'll wreck your Latin party though. For real. <laughs> All day, every day, four hours straight. I'll do it. I don't, I'll get on the mic and say the little bit of Spanish that I know and I guarantee you have a great time. Like, like oh, shit. I'll go to a club, I'll smash your club. I'll step on a festival stage, I'll smash that too. Look at my Instagram, I've done it all. Like, I can do everything. Like, and I pride myself on that. I don't want to be a, some DJ that somebody's following around with the camera like, hey man, do this, look like this, da -da -da. like, no man, I'm fucking me and I'll make a great living doing what I love to do and I'm blessed beyond means to be able to go grocery shopping and not, not run into anybody, you know? <laughs> like, no man, I don't want to be some famed out person, like, would I like to have money? Yeah, who wouldn't like to have money? Yeah. But I don't want what everything that comes with the 
I, I don't want to be, man. I'll sit here and tell you right now. Like, I, if I, if that happens, cool. If I'm not working for it to get happen. But whenever I was DJing at a car wash, I never thought that I'd be sitting here telling you about this. <laughs> like, what's up, fuck? Like, dude, this shit just happens. I don't know. I'm just rowing the boat, man. <laughs> like, the ocean's, the ocean's got in the way. I'm just rowing this bitch. Like, <laughs> well, shit, man. Congratulations to all your success that you had thus far. Thanks. Coming from the fucking car wash. And uh, what the future holds, so appreciate you coming Almost here. a decade. Whew. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have took that. Ugh. Y'all finna have me fucked up in this oh, shit. Fuck. Mm. Conversation finna go another route. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you got another time. <laughs> oh, man, so what do you, what would you have to say is like one of your most interesting stories when it comes to DJ gigs over your career? Narrow it down. Are they gonna be funny or like just batshit crazy? What's more interesting that you think? Oh, like, let's let's go with batshit crazy. I'm trying to like keep my professionalism. That's what I'm saying. Like narrow it down. Uh, I mean crazy. The first the first time that we ever did Mardi Gras, so we throw electric Mardi Gras in Galveston, and uh, with nonstop and everybody, yeah, yeah, with that's me too. Uh, the whole crew. Uh, whenever me and me and Travis started that, maybe se- seven, eight years ago, maybe nine. I can't remember. But um, yeah, it was maybe like 150 people in a parking lot, and uh, I didn't really know how to drink at that point in time. <laughs> and we we're play- This is the dubstep era. It's like 2011. It's right after the car wash scene. Right after that, it's like 150 people. We're on the stage with like. 2018's a full rig, like a hundred thousand watts of power, Shit. and we've never mixed any. Dude, I'm coming from a car wash. I didn't miss a club yet. <laughs> I'm like standing on this huge rig. He's like, "Oh yeah." So like, we're like drink. It's free Jägermeister all night. <laughs> Shout out Jäger. I appreciate you. Shout out Pat. Thank you very much, Pat. Oh, uh, no. I'm sitting here at the end of the night, and I was just like, I was like, "You can't shut us off. You can't shut us off." I'm like clacking my beers together. And, uh, so we kept playing songs and I played a song. I can't remember who does it. It's called Riot, but I can't remember. We played like one more song and the whole Mardi Gras let out. And so there was like a thousand people in this area now. No. And like, they did start a riot. And the clock came (laughs) up there. He's like, I'm inciting. I'm charging with inciting riot. It's a felony. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 21 years old I have no idea what's going on I said I have no idea what I'm doing I just played a song I have no idea what I'm doing They were like cut it off Cut it off I was like nah man I'm playing one more And that was the one too many of that So no there was like a You can look it up You can go look up Mardi Gras Galveston Riot And it's like all the horses coming through And charging and I remember that shit It hasn't been like that in a long time Wait hold on (laughs) So wait wait We do that party now we're professionals at this point in time. But uh we took that party from a solid like 150, 200 people to it might be like 8,000 people a night. Damn. That's awesome. And you guys did it all yourselves? Oh, with, with Yaga's Entertainment. Like, oh, yeah. So Chase with Crisp, he's part of SBMT, our crew. He, uh, he does all the marketing for Electric Mardi Gras. But yeah, with like the help of Chase and blowing up ticket sales, we literally increased the... Just the party aspect on our side. We do all the bookings for. We book a lot of big name people. Uh, dude, we've ex- exponentially grown that. 
like crazy. It makes way more money. I think they do. Don't call me on this. I think they do like two hundred fifty thousand to like four hundred thousand people over That's crazy. two weekends. Like, not us. Not us in one party. Yeah. Like yeah. our party is throughout the day. Our party is where everybody ends up. But man, I'm telling you, when I say like you're, we're on a stage like ten feet up from everybody, and it's like it's as far as you can see. It's just a sea of people. And dude, there we got full blown lasers. I roached all the amps last year. I was going to town, and I was wondering if we were like, <laughs> and I turned around, and the whole amp rack's on fire. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So no, 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 I took the I took the stage monitors. The stage monitors are two twenty ones. Mm-hmm. We we all turn them around, and they're they're powered. Sorry, they're they're a uh, lot like line array with the line, and uh, we turn around. I literally get on the mic. I was like, "Yo!" Everybody's kind of like looking around, like, "What just happened?" Because, I mean, there was a horrible hum that came with that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, like what the fuck? yeah, and everybody's, like, looking up. And I was like, yo, man, cut the feed. Like, cut the feed for that. I was like, yo, we don't need that. This is Galveston. We got a 12-pack in the beach. That's all we need. And I literally started throwing bangers again. And started the party going with, like, two, like, a big wedding setup. But, you know, it kept it going down. Literally kept, kept them there until, like, everything got fixed. And then literally it turned back on and Travis got on. And, like, boom, like, we were back into it. Like, I got a lot of stories, man. <laughs> stories all day. That's dope. You ever caught like uh, forty thousand dollars worth of ants on fire? <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't even want to do that. I don't no. want that stress in my life. That's like crazy. fuck, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Hey, here's my card, man. Put me. Don't lose it next year. Shit was lit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so you mentioned Travis. Uh, yep. You guys are in a group called SBMT. Uh, what is SBMT? Yo, sorry, it's uh, it's South Beat Music Team. If you're like a corporate gig, and it's Southie Music Trick, if you know what's up. <laughs> how, did, how did you get involved with that? Uh, started with Travis. Oh, okay, cool. The, uh, so, <laughs> I haven't been asked this in a minute either. Uh, so, me and Travis, I was mixing at that car wash, and uh, Travis... He came out the, straight off the fucking car wash. Yeah, no, no. So, Travis was mixing at... I'm telling you, this is when it all started. Like, whatever you... Any DJ that's listening to this, if you're sitting in your bedroom, like, waiting till you're good enough, you're never going to be. Just go out. Go out and meet. Go do one gig, and you'll meet these people like I did. Like I said, these people saw me. They're like, wow, this guy mixed with DJ Michael Watts. He must be like something. Da, da, da. And then this how I met my crew. And so Travis was mixing at Float Bar. Shout out Float Bar. Love you to death. By the way, we throw a bikini contest series every summer. We got... Eight to ten bikini contests. I host them. Travis does the music. It's literally, it's the shit. Strippers welcome. You can enter. There's cash prizes. Oh, there's a lot of strippers. <laughs> Shameless promo. <laughs> Shameless promo. But anyway, so Travis is at Float Bar. And uh, yeah, I guess like, they, we just kind of like, we went to high school together. So we just kind of like, hey man, you DJ, I DJ. But neither of us really knew what we were doing. But... Yeah, we pretty much own Galveston in the sense of DJing. There's a couple of cool people out there doing their thing, but like for the most part, like we book most of the stuff in Galveston and Clear Lake. Pretty much, nice. Pretty much 45 Fuquay South. We book all that <laughs> slash bomb shows. But I was gonna say, uh, so no, me Travis and dude, we were both like beginners, beginners. We didn't know what we. I'm playing these. Dat Pip YouTube rips. <laughs> we didn't know this so long ago, man. No one ever told us. We didn't have any any mentor or anything. 
And we kind of, we built our own shit up. We didn't ask for anything. We, nobody helped us out. Nobody gave us any spots. We built our own spots. Like, that's how SVMT started, was a collective of six people that had all their own little thing going on. We were like, yo, this would be way better as a team. Boom, pulled together. Chase named it Soppy Music. Amy named it Soppy Music Trick. And then we LLC'd. And then boom, we were legit. Damn, that's awesome. That's crazy. So what advice would you give to any up-and-coming DJs that uh, were kind of in the same position as you? Like, What would you recommend for them to do? Sell your gear. Just kidding, man. Trying to, try to thin out the herd. Trying to thin out the herd. No <laughs> more competition. It's like, it's like fuck them kids. No, man. Oh, if you're man, if you're a kid coming up in this era, I feel for you because you don't have the. I think like MySpace was going or I started DJing. I didn't even have one. I didn't have any social media at all. You didn't have to rely on that. You just had to be good. Yeah. You just had to be a good DJ. Now you don't have to be a good DJ. You had to be good at taking pictures videos of you not DJing and then you show up with your girls and you sell two bottles and they love you like yep. I don't know anything about that shit so I honestly can't fucking help you out just hey. <laughs> Sorry, man. he's like, bringing no. all the bitches so yeah. we wanna like, hire guys, him so like, you guys are fucked no man if I was like a young kid I wouldn't fall into the trap that everybody else falls into and being the same exact thing I would listen to what you like to listen to and incorporate the music you want to find the spots that you should be mixing at don't don't watch your peers mixing it other places. You're like, man, I wish I mixed there. Because you know what? You'll probably end up mixing there and hate it. Because it's not you. And you can make a lot more money mixing the places that you want to mix at and do it really well. And that'll scoot you across into other states of likewise bars. You can go mix over there with them. They're like, this guy's dope. Rather than just being another guy on Instagram taking pictures. And playing Roddy Rich. <laughs> hey, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great artist. I'm telling you, you know, you know. He is a great. I'm like, uh, not, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't fall in the trap and just yeah. like playing the. But yeah, it is like, especially like a lot of pressure from upper management too at these bars. You get like, play top forty, don't play no new shit, don't take no risks. Uh, no so you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed? To, what am I here for? That's <laughs> um, like I don't know. Like whenever people tell me that, it's like, hey man, like I do a thing, like. Let me do my thing, and if you don't like it, like let me know. And almost ninety percent of the time, dude, I'm a I'm a reader. Like, I I look at a crowd and I read it. Yeah. If if there's no one in there, I don't know what to play. I can look at a group of people and tell you exactly what they want to hear over a fifteen minute period. Give me fifteen minutes with them, and I'll figure it out. I will jump from seventy BPM to one hundred twenty eight BPM, playing like ten BPM at a time. And I'll figure out exactly what you want. Oh, that bachata just hit. Here we go. Get the dance floor going. Boom. 10 more people join. Now I'm reading those 10 people. Boom. It stacks again. 30 people now. Okay, now I'm reading those 30 people. And after 40 minutes, my four hours is done. I'm, I'm gravy trained. I can go get a plate of food and eat whatever I want. I'm not even tripping at all. I don't even need an assistant or anything. I'll be eating food and on the mic at the same time. Like, damn, these ribs is hopping. Y'all looking good out there. Like, dip the ribs in the mashed potatoes. I say shit like this on the mic all the time. It's fun. Like, it's just like your uncle on a microphone. Uh, so you, you teamed up with um, Nonstop from SBMT. You started doing a lot more gigs. Uh, what did... When did you start doing gigs out here in the actual like Houston area, like downtown, kind of midtown, Washington, kind of? When did you start doing more gigs out here? A while ago. I mm -hmm. couldn't tell you the exact date. 
don't know. Um, Kyle Berg put us on. And uh, we actually booked him at Yaga's. And he got there. And there was a bunch of old people in there. <laughs> and yeah, and I was playing like, play that funky music, white boy and all that shit. He was going down. He was like, he was like, damn, y'all are dope. Y'all are like that regular shit. Sorry, Kyle. I know you don't like being called on the show. I, I, I paused before I said it. I don't know if you want to say his name. Whatever. I love you, man. He's one of the greatest DJs in Houston that's ever been there. We'll bleep it out. Uh, no, it's fine. That's my boy. Yeah. Um, I've actually heard about him through another friend of mine. He's like, yo. Dude, I mean, he's so he did everything. I didn't even know. He has a Club Killers mix that's super dope. Uh, Somebody, I think Omar found it. Uh, and was like, dude, Kyle Berg has a Club Killers mix. It's like number like 350 or something. They're like at like number 1700 right now. So this is like a pretty old mix. Dude, I was listening to it like he made it yesterday. Like, damn, this shit jams. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest of all time. But he, he we booked him at Yaga's and... I was just kind of, like, nervous, man. Like, oh, dude, we got this guy coming in. Like, big guy coming in. Like, I wonder what he's going to think about us. And, like, we're mixing, and he's just staring at us like, who the fuck are y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, like, safety dance and shit. Like, dun 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 <laughs> People are, people, like, grinding all over each other. He's like, what is going on in here? <laughs> he's, like, the he's like, dude, y'all are good. And then, he, dude, he booked us full schedule. He booked us, I mean, from that point on, I was booked. Double Friday, double Saturday, Sunday, for years. So, did you ever run into, like, I guess I think every other uh, DJ runs into as far as, like, with their family? Like, you know, you graduated college, you're out of high school, like, what are you going to do, like, for the rest of your life kind of kind of deal? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, my parents have never heard me DJ ever. Really? What? My entire life. Yeah, they never. They never been to any well, they, gigs they, or no, they, mixing at home? They heard me when I was like DJ screwing it in my bedroom. <laughs> That's about, I mean, like at yeah, the like, very, very the beginning. Why so slow? No, they, uh, no, they never watched me uh, DJ before in my entire life. But uh, as I get older, like I realize like I've never really invited them. I always just thought that they never really cared about it. Mm. So I never really invited them. And I'm trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. But, uh. I mean, if, if people don't get what you do, and you shouldn't fight it and, like, worry about that. You should just do what the fuck you do and not worry about the shit. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. Like, if you wanted to go and see, you know, <laughs> you'd ask me about it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. that, that doesn't drag me down or anything. Uh, that makes sense. Yo, at the end of the day, it's you. That's it. It's all you. For sure. And when did you get started, like, as far as uh, getting put on to, like, the more open format kind of style? Because you started with Screw... Uh, hip hop. Well, when did you like first my hear bad. like I AM got, uh, or I got uh off that topic earlier. Whenever, whenever me and Seth mixed that show at the car wash, he came over to my house and he was he was like, "Dude, you need to be on a record pool." I was like, "What the fuck is a record pool?" <laughs> He's like, "You never heard of DJ City?" I was like, "No," <laughs> and he like he was like, "Let me show you," and it was like he played uh blow the wh- I'll never forget this. Uh, he played blow the whistle. And he, it was like, short dog for UGK. And he had a loop on UGK, UGK, UGK. Slow down a little bit. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, like, no, like, I've never even heard somebody like me. Like, I've never seen an intro edit in my entire life. I've never seen this shit before. And, uh, yeah, I watched that. And he kept going. He dropped into, like, the... 
uh, what it is, oh, uh, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting there like, where are you getting all this from? I was like, fucking website, man. He's going. So he told me about it. I like signed up for it. Back then, they were much slower than they are now. You would have to like apply for it, and I was like, I feel like there was like a rigorous thing. Are it you took a like legit? three days. It took like three days. <laughs> they had to like, confirm you're a legit DJ <laughs> and everything yeah. else and shit. No, That's how it, was. Yeah. Yo, the first day I was on there, dude, like a oh, fiend to the pipe, bro. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> download, 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 download. I was downloading everything. Missy Elliott intro it. Download, download, download. I literally Imagine like went to my Serato website. Sorry, my Serato uh, playlist just scrapped the entire thing. I scaled like all the screw. I got everything in my, I got everything in like my hard drives, but like get all this out of my computer. Like all these 128 files. Like what am I doing? Oh yeah. And that's whenever it started. That was the start of like the professional. And how much were record pools back then? Was it still a similar. It price? was the same. Thirty for nine. Sorry, ninety for three months. That's crazy. Yeah, that shit hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, some of them changed. Yeah, because I feel like for I ain't me, going like, into all of them. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I didn't find out about record pools until like 2012. That was about the same time. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't have to, like... They have shit the for DJs. <laughs> Special shit. I'm thinking you got to find all this shit off fucking LimeWire. You got to know DJs yeah. to get your shit. Yeah. <laughs> I used to download my shit from YouTube or like <laughs> or, like, iTunes. Had to pay for that shit. Oh, never that. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any mentor. Like, I started just I DJing on my thing. own, and I was doing mobile gigs, and I was like, all right, this Yo. is the wave, and... Met some DJ homies. They're like, "Yo, DJ City, you know DMS, Corner Killers." Cause you did a DMS mix too, right? Yeah, yo. Actually, I'll complain about this. Uh, they told me about my DMS mix like three months before it happened, and the day before it was due, the dude that asked me about it was like, "Hey, man, you got this mix ready?" And I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not write it down or anything. I mean, I'm, I mean, you mix four or five days a week. You get lost sometimes. Sometimes you have conversations with people and you just lose them. Like, yeah. especially like if it's on the phone and I'm talking to you. That's how we had that conversation. And I'm like doing something else, and like I I just forgot the date and just did. It was one. He was like, yeah, in like three months or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, three months. I'll talk to you before then. Never spoke to him before then. So I just put up an old mixtape. Well, no, no, it's the best funk mixtape I've ever no, put it out. Dope. It's the best funk mixtape I've ever put out. Uh, but no one like it had like. It got no pro. I mean, it was on like SoundCloud, and then my SoundCloud got ripped down oh, because of that mix. So I was like, no one's even ever heard this thing before. So it was like, it was just funk. It was like funk, reggae, a little bit twerk. Dude, it's still current. You could play it right now, dude. I, sometimes, like, if I open, if I have a six hour gig, I'll throw that thing on and like talk to the bartenders for 20 minutes, eat a cheeseburger, do the thing. <laughs> No, I checked it out earlier today. It was I, it was dope. I think it's something that you could play more like a kind of like a somewhere on like Montrose kind of present company kind of vibe because it was like disco but kind of housey it's too. It's like a kind of like electro house. Yeah, yeah, it was dope, dude. And that's that's my favorite stuff to play is funky stuff. But these kids, man, these kids these days <laughs> don't listen to no damn funk, man. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Yo, man, hey, <laughs> I got an dude. idea. Let's mix all night from 60 BPM to 100. That's super fun. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. Like, nah, man. I'm, I'm being dead serious. So, like, I wish that the kids these days would just figure out that, like, being a wannabe gangster is not fucking cool at all. You know what's cool? Taking your lady out, eating a steak dinner, 
going out and dancing, having a great night, meeting some random people, I don't know, doing a little drugs, I don't know. <laughs> That's good time. <laughs> Not standing in the corner with your boys like, who's looking at us? Who's looking at us? Nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares. Cancel your insecurities, bro. <laughs> that's, dude, that's the entire problem with the club scene. Yeah, and then everybody on their phones too. It's like, oh, I'm having a good ass time. Go back to the shit. Yeah, and they're just chilling. <laughs> they're high dude. for like 20 seconds. And just, dude, whenever you know, I'm in like a social setting and I'm not on my phone and everybody is, I feel weird. No, yeah, I feel like, like I'm the weird one. Like, why am I not looking at my phone? Y'all making me want to look at my phone. It's like watching a room full of people smoke cigarettes. They make me want to smoke a cigarette right now. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, yeah. releases endorphins. Like, you're doing an activity that releases endorphins. Yeah. And it's just like, you could you could have a, a party and be like, why are these people not dancing? And then you come back later and like, but you, you did a great job. I'm just like, you're not fucking Yo, showing this shit, bro. Me, bro. <laughs> They'd be like, bro, you did such, this was the most lit thing ever. And I'm just like, was it? Like, y'all weren't dancing. You were there in the corner just like nodding your head, but not on the floor. Like, I don't understand. Like, That's when you drop most city dawn. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I drop most city dawn whenever. Hey, Yo, man. I got the clean version, too. Do you I really? Need, I need to get that shit. Yo, drop your email. Yo. We'll send you the clean version of Mo City Dawn. Yo, shout out to uh, DJ Lottie Doll in Austin, hey, Texas. He, he, uh, he did a, a Mo City Dawn clean edit. I put that at Top Golf all the time. I got a funny story. Uh, whenever he first started all like the scratch records and everything like that, I was like giving him input. This is a long time ago. And uh, we never met in person. When did he, he start that, by the way? This had to have been... Like, I can't give you a fucking direct <laughs> Whenever you drink as much as we do, it just happens. No. So, uh, I'll, I'll walk into this bar in Austin that I guess he's mixing. I didn't know who he was mixing there. And uh, I'm like, with, I got a lot of homies in Austin, like, went to college with that all lived there and they worked in them. And so, like, we go on this big, like, wedding party. And I walk in, like, with this wedding party. And there's no, yo, everybody will agree on this. There's no greater feeling as a DJ when you show up unannounced somewhere. And all of a sudden, you hear on the mic, Brian Rhymes up in the house. Fact. Yeah, I am, motherfucker. I am in the house. Who's over there? <laughs> yo, it's so, yo, so it's Lottie Da. Mm. And I never met him in person, but I've like chopped it up with him on the internet for a long time. And I was like, I was like, oh, Ladder, my boy. <laughs> Lada, he's like, he's like, well, no, Lottie Da. Well, on the Instagram, it was like L A D D A. Ladda, like, <laughs> no man, Lottie Doll was like, ah, my bad. He's like, it's all good. <laughs> like, yeah. So I had to hear it one time. I haven't. Well, it's cool that in this generation you can chop it up with people like that and get on a good foot without ever having to actually speak a spoken word to that person. Mm. And like, literally, like, I, I didn't, I didn't know he was gonna be there. I walk into a building, he knows who I am. If he walked in the building, I would know exactly who he was. I would have pronounced his name wrong. But <laughs> we could have corrected it real fucking quick. I bought him at least 50 bucks from the shop. Damn, that's funny. I bet you turn to your friends and be like, yo, you heard that shit? So uh, when did you transition from, you know, DJing to making, like, beats as a producer? Um, I still don't... I, I wouldn't consider myself a producer in the least bit. I, I make beats. I don't mm. produce artists. Yeah. There's a strict difference. Uh, I think a lot of people make the mistake... You don't say you produce unless you produce other people mm-hmm. or you produce artists on your own shit. Uh, making beats, anybody can make beats. You can turn that microphone on, I'll make beats on, beatboxing on your 
counter over there and smack the computer screen. <laughs> anybody can do that. <laughs> Straight up, anybody can do that. I think there's a a big time difference between like a quality producer and like somebody just is a sound engineer and records you. If if your sound engineer is like, yo, I charge fifteen dollars, twenty dollars an hour, you're gonna get fifteen dollars, twenty an hour. If you hire somebody that's like a thousand dollars a day and you already have your catalog put together and they can walk in and like this is how we're gonna make this better and they have a proven track record of everything. Spend the fucking money. Do you wanna make money? It takes money to make money. You wanna make an omelet? Got a crap, crap couple eggs. Almost got it. We'll get it by the end. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, beat making. Beat making is simple. Anybody can beat make. Go buy a machine. Buy it new because you won't be able to open it without the software. Crooks, <laughs> how's that shit going with that machine, man? Dude, it's been like the biggest. Well, it's not that machine. I'm fucking drumming out some The biggest paperweight ever. No, I haven't had a chance. Wait, did you buy it used? Yeah, I bought it used. But so I... you don't have the software? No, I didn't have the software. How did you buy the software? Because it came with the code. Did you buy it used from the person that gave you the code? Yes. Was it a legit transfer and they put it through NI? It was a legit transfer. Okay, it's a complicated process. How do I know this? Cause I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy it new. That's what giving me advice. Go buy a shit fucking brand new. I brought it from Mega DJ Center, so you know it's legit. Okay, yeah. Shout out Mega DJ Center too. Yeah, shout out to Vin. Realist in the building. Yeah, for sure. That's the uh, king of the underworld. <laughs> you know. That's crazy. All right, let me ask you a question. How do you uh, cope with somebody that comes to you and they're just not correct in the least bit? For example, on Sunday... I played that Roddy Rich track and I played the first verse, chorus, second verse, and then I threw a Megan the Stallion song beat on, sorry, instrumental on the second chorus and then got out of the Megan the Stallion song. And some dude came running up to me and was like, yo, do you know who the fuck Roddy Rich is? How do you handle that situation? Damn. Like, all right, it bro. depends on where I'm <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. Hold like, up. Like, I just. <laughs> like, oh, you got his whole fucking album. Okay. Dude, he was. <laughs> I don't know how I would do that situation. It depends on how much clout I have in this specific venue. It's, it, it really depends because you, you go to some bars, you got some awkward ass setups. Like, I've been to a fucking daiquiri bar. I'm in the middle of the fucking dance floor. Yeah. I'm accessible <laughs> as fuck. Dude's like, play this, play yeah. this. I'm like, get the, the right fuck out of my fucking face, dude. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just. You know, people gonna get drunk and they just get a little bit more crowded, but yeah. it's just like, bro. Have y'all ever messed up and hit somebody? Hit, hit somebody at an event? Yeah. Not <laughs> yet. No. Oh. Oh. I've learned that lesson twice. <laughs> twice. I feel like you I'm surprised you haven't. I mean, I've gotten there because I play. Hennessy makes them violent. Hennessy? I don't even drink the Hennessy. Maybe do say. But you know, it's um, it really depends on the shit because people, especially when I play in some hood ass spots, People just oh I used to DJ back in 1985. Who like, didn't motherfucker do this <laughs> shit, bro? <laughs> like oh you know what the fuck I'm playing? Yo, bro, you know what the bitches school. want? It ain't no bitches in here. What the fuck do you want to do? <laughs> they hit you like yo you got that old school old school what? Like, no, I'm like, like I'm playing fucking UGK right now. How the fuck you want me to do? Yo. Play that Southside shit. I'm like bro. No, the worst part is when you get a DJ. And the like, Bonnie boys. <laughs> no, when you get a, when they be like hey this hey man like I'm a DJ like. If you don't mind, can you play this song? And I'm like, well, if you're a DJ, you what BPM not. is this? You know that. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, I don't know. You want? So I'm telling you, you want me to go from 100 BPM 
auto way to seven, 70 BPM right away, right? Do you understand it's 9 fucking 30, dude? Like, <laughs> it just started? No. Like, <laughs> Put that Roddy Rich. <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like, I used to be a DJ, too, and I'm like, nah, it makes it even worse, bro. Like, and what are you doing now? Yeah. <laughs> no, That's so crazy. The, the first time I had somebody doing that was uh, at a bar in Midtown. This is how I got fired from everywhere in Midtown at one time. Uh, at once? Yeah, at once. You every bar. Every bar. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. No. Allegedly. No, so it was ACL weekend. And so Midtown and Downtown is going to be super slow during ACL weekend. All the people that have money are gone. Which are the younger crowd and people that have money. There's a Midtown <laughs> Like pretty much. So I'm over this bar and I can't. I can't get it going, man. I'm trying so hard to get it going. Like, I take criticism, like, really poorly. And this chick is up. She's like, we've been waiting all night for you to play some shit. We're fucking leaving. I was like, all right. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they sat there and waited. I guess. I literally go to the bathroom. Like, 12 o'clock. I play the wobble. Like, this fat party come in. Play the wobble. Like, finally got a dance floor going. Now I can go piss. I can't go piss till I have a dance floor going. I'm going to lose everybody. I can't see if I'm going to lose everybody. Throw the wobble on. Go piss. I'll, it's like one of those pisses you've been holding the entire time. Like the second that it like breaks out, I just hear like, like somebody slamming on my cue pads. What the fuck? On that, on that SX. On that there, record? On the SZ. Mm. No, on the SZ, like on the cue pads. Mm. Right? And then it just turns off. I'm sitting there peeing like, Get me out of here! <laughs> so let me out of here. I'm like walking out. Everybody's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh my god. I walk over there, and this dude like walks up to me. He's like, what up, bitch? Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he hit you or you hit him? No, I smacked the fuck out of it. Dude, it, wasn't, it was way faster than that. I got this mic and I want to fuck anything up. Like, no, it, dude, I was right there. I was, like, seeing red. I was walking back, like, who the fuck Touching is that? No, man, it was a Chad. He had, like, some little short shorts. It was fucking, a Chad. <laughs> some white Nike, little low tops, a pink polo pop. And just, what's up, bitch? That was me. Oh, <laughs> 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 Fucking uh, up my shit. No, so, so for all the future DJs, this is the best piece of advice I can give you. What happens after that? You wake up in the morning, and you're like, fucking hand hurts. And then you get a phone call from your boss, and he's like, just watch the fucking tape. Why? Why would you do that? You're on World Star. And then you look at your calendar, and they're like, I got to take you off this week. You'll probably be off next week. And you look at the rest of your calendar, and you just see the dates just disappear off, and you're in the hole now. (laughs) And you got to go back to the drawing board and rebuild everything you built from fucking scratch. And it takes a long time. And I'm back in midtown right now. Because <laughs> it's like everything in the fucking yeah. in, the, in the DJ world, especially locally, is like reputation based. Dude, you know, this, <laughs> if it wasn't at this one particular bar, I would, I would have been completely fine. But like, what can you do? I mean, the worst you could do is what? Call security? Call security, man. This guy needs a PI on that seven before two. I've had somebody, after that after that happened, somebody backspun my record one time like in an open setting. And they ripped my torn off and broke it and my needle at the same time. Ooh. And they tried to run off. And the cops saw him running and caught him. It was a, sorry, it was a girl. And uh, he brought her back over. He was like, how much does that cost? I was like, dude, if I can even find one of those, a couple hundred dollars. If I could find a cartridge and then the whole thing is probably $300. He's like, yo, you want a PI? She's like, what is that? He's like, you're going to jail tonight. 
This dude Kazori, he's like, hey man, she don't need a PI, and he's like, go cough it up. He pulls like a hundred. He's like, how much? I was like, four fifty. The dude's like, what? The cops like, there's an ATM right there. Y'all both going to jail. Yeah, and that fool went over to the ATM, gave me four fifty, and the cops like, get the Damn. fuck out. Oh. It made him get out, and I was like, I had a spare tone arm at home. Damn, no, I got that shit for free when I bought a turntable. <laughs> That's crazy. I put that bitch on myself. You gotta capitalize. Like you drunk yeah. as fuck. What make you just like come spin no, a fucking if, record? If uh, you yo, if you nobody's listening to this, it isn't I've, a fucking I've, DJ. But I've seen that before in person. I never thought I would see that in person, but I've seen that concrete. Yo, she completely ripped my tone arm off. She, you know what I'm saying? She's in front and she pulled it back and just oh, she, ripped she the whole. Oh, That's shit. what I'm saying. She, well, she pulled the record back, but ripped the whole tone arm with it. Like, dude, what a moron. And if any dude that would vouch for that girl is dumber than she is. Like, who, who would uh, ever do that? Think about it. She's drunk as fuck. Just like, this going to just negate everything she's done. Dude, nah. any person she... that would touch somebody's property like that, that obviously looks fragile as fuck. No, nah, they have no respect for anything. No, one time I was Mitchell like... crash your car and fucking <laughs> yell at you. <laughs> That's nah. why you got to go to these clubs with controllers now, bro. Fuck dude. that shit. <laughs> so, I, you have the SRT? No. Nah. You don't have it yet? Buy I'm, get, I'm getting that shit. Best thing, ever, best thing ever bought. It's dope, yo, though. I really appreciate I'm, it. Yo, shout out DJ Sneak. <laughs> that, that fool, I made fun of him for years when he mixed with me a proof for bringing his controller in. And I bought that SRT 1000. And whenever I show up and there's turntables, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Dude, I can do so much crazy stuff on this controller that I cannot do on turntables. If I was in like a legit setting, can I rock a set of turntables? Yes. There's a difference. Sorry. Young DJs, learn turntables. That should be like your bread and butter. But I mean, when you're playing some not festival headline, a huge club set, you should be on a little controller. It's not even a little controller. Dude, I'm telling you, I can like manipulate tones and voices and stuff. Like it's crazy. You can do so much stuff once you learn how to use it. Yeah, I, I tested that one out at Mega. It was dope. I actually contemplated buying it. Just because, like, for them short, quick gigs, like... Buy it. that shit. Fuck it. Then it's I, only, like, what, a rack? I can cut on 1200. that thing. 1200 I put the... I knew I was going to be using it so much, I put the three years on it. With the case. I think I was, like, 18. Nice. Under the whole thing. But, I mean, three years plus the case, like... Yeah, it's going to make that money back. Sure. Nah, it's dope. Yeah, I, I, made that, I make that money back in one wedding. What <laughs> <laughs> you talk about? <laughs> For sure. I made that money back like two weeks. Yeah, but one time I was at a, I was at Kung Fu with Gons, and uh, we were just chilling there, and I just happened to be recording um, like my GoPro or whatever to see when he was spinning. Because, you know, Gons would you know, do Gons some shit. Gons the OG. If you, if you bust out a video camera, I'm like, yo, do some cool shit. He starts <laughs> doing like some cool shit, scratching, cutting, whatever. Then this girl comes over, and she goes, Hi! And she's like, I want a DJ. And she goes, <laughs> she like literally grabs the whole you mother like this. <laughs> what, what was Gon's reaction? Gon's was like. <laughs> I remember that shit. He posted a video and everything. Yeah, on the that video's shit. on Instagram. I know Gon's. He's secretly real mad. <laughs> Dude, he, was so pissed. he was fucking mad. And I was just like in shock. Like, damn, I never thought I would see something like that in person. Like, Bro, that shit gets ridiculous. The audacity. Of these, Dude, I mean, it's a shit. numbers game. The more that you do it, the more that you're susceptible to being in that situation. But the more that you're in front of people, like in a open area, it's bound to happen. Yeah. And it's you can't even blame the person, really. And that's what I've learned. Like as I'm older, it's like leaving a toddler around a drawer full of knives. 
Oh, he got cut. Like, yeah, yeah. Here, here's a drunk person around an open set of spinny things. They're going to touch the shit. Colorful <laughs> buttons. Spinny yeah. platters. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, we wanted to do this. They're going to touch the shit, man. That's crazy. Now, the first time that, I've, that I heard of you was it was at a battle in Aura. Uh, that was the first thing you ever heard of me? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It was that long ago. That was an interesting battle. It right wasn't there. that long ago. I didn't get yo. Did you did you see what I'm saying about not giving a fuck? All right, hold on. Dude, this man put a rock set. <laughs> that shit was fire. Yo, first off, I didn't even play the rock set. I started with Eruption Van Halen, and while Eruption Van Halen was going, I uncapped the Dosekis and chugged that shit and threw it on the ground next to me, and then started my fucking set. Like it was it was legendary. Gons, Gons was like, I got off, and he was like. I Fucking hate you so much. <laughs> like, dude, oh, we got a rock star in here. You are rock stars, man. No, that was, that was the first time I, I, that I've ever like fully heard of you, and I was like, yo, this man did just pull some legendary ass shit. I didn't care. And then you played uh, that eighty song that "Come On, Feel the Noise." Yeah. And I was like, yo, he doesn't give a fuck. And I was like, yo, this guy is dope. Like, shit. That's why I had to give you a quick follow and check oh, out who you were. I appreciate so. you for sure. That shit was crazy. I wish I recorded that battle. I got it. That shit I'll was dope. I got the video of you. Oh, for sure. Definitely. We'll plug it in right but, now. Uh, I'll play it. It's <laughs> seven minutes long. <laughs> definitely. For sure. So, was that like your first battle or when did you start doing battles? Because no. you were doing uh, gigs, clubs. I, dude, I, do, I don't really consider myself a battle DJ. I'm a programmer. Uh, I, I take battles like that because I know I'm going to be the only fucking whitey in that bitch and i just want to like shake the fucking rafters <laughs> like dude no and what's funny is i'll show you the video of this battle i do like all that rock shit and everybody's standing around like what the fuck is this and i'm cutting on all these acapellas i'm i'm literally dj battling it and i'm I started with van halen eruption the amount of points that should be given for knowing what van halen eruption is it's the greatest guitar solo of all time there, see, like, my DJ battle internally is not the same DJ battle I'm in. I don't give a fuck. I'm in a DJ battle hall. I like the DJ battle. Like, I don't care what your rules are. I'm going to go through and show everybody I'm dope as fuck. Like, yeah. I'm dope in my own terms. I don't want your gigs. I don't want your fucking club gig. You can keep it. Take your 250. I'm going to go make 475 over here. <laughs> suck my fucking dick. I'll Uber home. Straight up. Yo, sorry. Sorry. That's what I said was going to happen. <laughs> yo but no there's a second in that everybody's kind of like staring and there's one chick in the crowd that's like yeah 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 and then i'm like boom back home smoking legal and everybody's like oh and all i did was drop a song in all i did was drop a drake song in and that's what lets me know what kind of battle i'm at oh i played a drake song after playing all this great shit and that's what makes you all go insane, was just dropping in a song. Not even wordplay, not a tone play, not anything. I, I know this just shit. Looked, <laughs> I just looked up and was like, this needs a switch. And just threw it, and then just freestyled it for the last half of it. Like, oh, fuck my entire battle set I just built. Nah, for me, <laughs> Fucking <it> idiots. <laughs> for me, it was fucking dope, because, like, I've never heard of you. And then just to see that, like, right fucking live, like, I really appreciate it. I was like, damn, this man played a rock set. All y'all guys are playing the same shit, like... Did you hear the flip hop? Yeah. This, so sorry, flip hop. Yo, I love you. This is one of the Let's nicest the guys that Aaron made. He's also a dope ass DJ. But uh, like it's bigger than hip hop, hip hop. I took the little flip, game over. Flip, flip, 
flip. So I said, game over, flip hop, flip hop, flip hop, game over, flip hop. And I could hear him behind me. He was like, oh, that's so bad. Yo, they came around. They're like, hey, man, you got third. I was like. That's some bullshit. <laughs> That's fine, man. I didn't hear a but, single diss. I heard a bunch of people play a bunch of color records. Gon's did great. Gon's Gon deserved done. to win. He, he yeah. should have won. He told me I deserved to win. But I told him he deserved... Like, he did deserve to win. He was being nice. He was being Gon's. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Gon's. I don't know, man. I feel like DJ battles are really subjective, just depending on the, the judges and then where you're at. Because you could... Because I feel like... They're all thrown by promoters. Yeah. So they want their club shit. It's Regardless. all thrown by promoters. The promoters trying to book... On a, they're always on a Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. They book a bunch of DJs to do it that they've never seen before because they know that they're going to bring their entire little set with them. Uh, <laughs> and then all these people buy drinks. And at the end of the night, they have girls judging that are passed out on their ass. They don't know anything about they're on Instagram. <laughs> Dude, so I, I thought about throwing like my own little thing at DJ battles, but I don't even... I just think that that, that whole era is over. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's done. Like, I think Craze, Craze like said it best with. It doesn't. It doesn't matter like how good you are. Like it literally, that makes nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Fucking, we're not. It's like we're in L.A. It's not like we're in San Diego or some place where there's like, re, Miami. Like where there's like really, really good battle DJs. Yo, Miami like, DJs are fucking. I, dude, I went there with Icon. Shout out Icon. It's fucking expensive right there. Well, so like in Houston, you go to all like the. The booths, and it's like local DJs, local DJs, couple, couple stickers of out of towners. I go to like Miami, and so like four colors act, craze, Nick Bike, like down the row, like every DJ you could possibly fucking imagine, like rows of it. I was like, oh, shouldn't even be back here. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, I'm on great. Like all these people have been back here before, like. I didn't even bring any stickers to put on the boot. I'm sitting back and like, you didn't even bring stickers, bro. What the fuck are you doing here? And that's why they drink prices are fucking $40 a fucking drink. <laughs> They're going to pay for all that shit. We bought a bottle. I threw like 40 in. I thought that was a lot. Two shots 40? of that shit. 40. 40. Let, me, let, me, let me sniff that shit. <laughs> In hell, real quick. That's worth forty bucks. That was crazy. Man. No, that place was expensive though. Miami is great though. You know, I've been there. But if I had more money, DJs. I would enjoy it. Everybody that we went with was like super hospitable. Uh, I kind of did sing the entire time there. Uh, all the girls we were with were super dope. It was kind of cool though. Though we had uh, we had, like chicks come with us from like a couple bars in Houston. And so, like, we'd be, like, walking up to the club. And it's so, like, walking up to the club, like, when you're, like, just with your boy, we're, like, DJ in here. <laughs> so, like, an hour comes up. Got some girls for DJ. <laughs> like, it's a whole different. All right, yeah, go the fuck it. Like, ah, nice, man. Appreciate you. prove your worth and shit. <laughs> Yo, dude, that was, that was definitely a, dude, the openers. I'm telling you, man, the openers alone. These motherfuckers open until like one o'clock in the morning because the club closes at six. Yeah, I had to get used to that shit, bro. Dude, imagine your opening set is five hours. Five fucking hours, bro. I'm saying you get there at ten. Well, goddamn set. That's what I'm like. Am I getting paid? They, they probably getting paid for the no, same shit we get paid one. here. You know, and it's just like, like four they, hours. bro. Like I automatically shut down at two, three o'clock in the morning here. 
So it's just like you get you get to the club at yeah, two o'clock yeah, in the morning over true. there. <laughs> that is true. If I if I had to play the whole way through, I'll probably shut down around four. Either that, I'd be so drunk <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't even want to hear it all. So It'd be some sing along, sing along like the back folder of the sing along shit. Like, what the fuck? Some crazy now? shit, dude. But I mean, it was it was so quick. It was quick mixing, but they had it. Like it's it's different. Like whenever you have the crowd the whole time and you don't slow up your pace, your pace is the same the entire time. Pace is a big thing in DJing too. Like you can't just be like quick, 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 slow, 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 quick, 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 slow, slow. It has to be a like a jogger's pace, mm-hmm. kind of like just a steady and then like a drop off and steady and a drop off. That's kind of my problem at first. I'd I'd be like quick, 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 and then I have a problem closing, and then every time well, I you like, get stuck. Yeah, I gotta like you I gotta like, like banger, banger, so banger, banger. Yeah. <laughs> so. And just like you gotta understand your position, especially when you multiple line of DJs. You got opener, headliner, closer type shit. You know. Definitely for sure. Yeah. So who are some of your like influences now that you see are some really dope DJs either in Houston or Nick Bike. Nick Bike. Him, I love his fucking. Uh, edits. Nick Bike's my favorite DJ of all time. Uh. Oh. Mixed Master Mike is my favorite DJ of all time. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, if you never like watch a live Beastie Boy set from the '90s, like pre Serato, whenever he's working on a balance table, like where if you like jump up and down, the table like hops up and down, like it stays the same. Mm-hmm. Incredible, dude. These motherfuckers will go out there and do a two-hour concert, and he be mixing all wax on the instrumentals. No, go watch and look at like what they're doing, dude. He's literally like. Pumping out like Q-tip instrumentals, so they don't know what he's gonna do. It's not rehearsed, mm-hmm. so they'll he'll be like cut their song in, let it go, and then he'll let it like a couple bars roll, and then flip to like a Q-tip instrumental, and then flip to like a mob deep instrumental, like all in time. And so they're just going, and he knows what the words are gonna do, so he's like cutting in and out of like all these instrumentals. He's just flipping records left and right, like he's actually flipping records, like he has them all stacked up. And then so, like, once they finish their song, you can see him just, like, take a stack down, and somebody just hands him a whole other stack, and he sets them up, because he knows, like, what order they're in. And so he just knows, like, to, like, start flipping them in again. Like, he's got, like, an assistant. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, nobody knows this shit. Like, nobody... I shared it the other day, and, like, two people liked it, and it's two people that are, like, greatest set of all time! One of the greatest sets of all time! <laughs> like, they've already seen it, man! <laughs> no, nah, level of talent it takes to do that is crazy. And just for the rappers, because I feel like a lot of rappers these days... They have their vocals on too. They just play the regular ass song. Yeah, that's a that's a TV like, track. The needle yeah. drop alone is fucking skill. So like <laughs> on a record, whenever you hear like TV track, mm-hmm. you see TV track like on the whatever, like on the on the record. That's like whenever the vocals are dubbed down a little bit, mm-hmm. so that the artist can sing on top of it. Yeah, and it doesn't sound so weird. That's what a TV track is. Yeah. So it's like whenever you go on TV, they leave your words in, but you're still singing on it at the same time. It sounds like you're singing it, but you're not because like. The bass in the background. Yeah. Not you. Anyway, other than Mixmaster Mike. Man, and Premiere. Uh, Screw. DMD. Uh, Good Grease. An inspiration of mine. Man. Local local guy. I'm actually, yo, I'm hauling him after this. Y'all want to go get a drink? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You're doing like it's a, like, like a new chocolate. vinyl like, pop-up shop, right? So, I'm pretty sure he's about to ask me. That's what's funny. He's like, yo, I want to chop, chop it up with you about some vinyl shit. Uh, I have vinyl. Have I ever mixed like in front of a large crowd of people vinyl? No. Would I ever? Yeah. But like, that's like, dude, whenever I mix vinyl, that's like whenever I'm in my house 
And like I'll bring Shorty home from the bar and I'm like I'm like, You heard this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, he like, like Oh this, shit. That's like you have vinyl, that's enough. <laughs> you got outcast grooming on vinyl? Just kidding, I ain't never made no girl that cool. <laughs> like, like Did you got any the, little baby? Yeah. <laughs> that album's like twenty five dollars, like the most expensive record I bought all year. <laughs> no, man, but like I I do have vinyl. I'm not a huge collector. I don't I I'll go to like different cities or whatever and I go to like the local record shop and I dig like the twelve I dig their twelve inch single vault basically like whatever. Sometimes they have like five sections, sometimes they got one. But like I just get all the songs that I play and some dude's like why are you buying all these old songs one one time? And I never really thought about it. And I was like, yo, it's for the epic vinyl set. I haven't played yet. <laughs> and that's what I'm building vinyl for. It's for all the shit that like, I could show up to a set. And I think that's what he's about talking about. Like, hey, man, you want to come to a set? And like, yo, shout out. Good grief. This motherfucker plays at Axel Rad. Literally almost every single bar in inner city downtown. This guy, yo, yo, this is how dope this dude is. He shows up with three crates of records. He's got his buddy on the other side of the table. And he has a full dance floor going. He's playing like funk records. He's like, yo, this record's da-da-da-da by so-and-so-and-so. He's like, yo, it's on sale, $8. And as soon as he gets done with it and he flips in the next record, he pulls it down, marks, gives it to his buddy, and he's like, eight bucks. And that guy's like, yo, eight bucks, eight bucks. And somebody will walk by and buy it with the sleeve and everything. No, 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 every record. Like, no, he'll literally be burning funk records. And I'm sitting in the back like, no one knows about this. Like, it sounded good when you played this shit. Oh, fuck it. I want it too. How does nobody know about this shit? No, I just shazam it and go download it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the free way to do this shit. But it's, it's a lot of stuff like that's on vinyl. It's hard to find online. Bro, so some of the shit that he plays is... I can't imagine this dude's knowledge of music. But I feel like in this new generation, that's just like deteriorating. Like, that knowledge, like, people like that are going to be gone eventually. Yeah. And that stuff's just going to be lost forever, except for a couple people that have, like, been handed down. I would love to be that person that's handed down to, but I don't know nobody that knows all that shit that's going to tell me. He ain't going to tell me. Like, it's competition. You know what I mean? We're all, we're, in the essence, we're all in the same business, but we're all competition. For sure. I love all y'all. But if it fucks with my money, all dead to Yeah, it's over, son. <laughs> I'm stealing his mattress on the way out. (laughs) 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 Fucking mattress. That's crazy. Dude, this is a this is a dope thing that y'all have going on. I respect like the conversation y'all are starting. That should be had, and I think that there's like a lot of. I don't think this should be like such like a like a poppy like oh what do you do about this like ask me like a real fucking question. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No problems answering those like. There's a lot of problems in our city, like with with a lot of shit that's going on. I was saying without you even asking me. I oh, think that everybody shit. plays the same shit everywhere I go. It's the same <laughs> fucking party. I'll go see five DJs and I walk in and it's the same song at all times of the night. Like how the fuck is everybody doing this and still living? I think I think it's a lot of pressure from like I'm saying the management and shit to change this in this city. You gotta do your own shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's a lot of people don't want to start from the underground. You know, and it's just like, 
Some people I see doing this shit like uh, DJ Anarchy doing Soul Control. Yo, shout out Anarchy, Rumba Tropical. Yeah. Wait, I'll make some Rumba Tropical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You meant other Anarchy, right? Yeah, there's another there's Anarchy. There's two Anarchy. There's two Anarchies. Anarchy, there's the, the Caribbean Rumba Anarchy. Rumba. Who's the first? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so the first Anarchy I know is Rumba Tropical. Yeah, that one. Yeah. We had him on Southern Vibes too. But there's another one that does like the selection. And he does like some Cajunada ass shit. And they do like an underground like house party and shit like that. Yeah. And everything like that. And they're pretty cool. I haven't been to one of their parties. They charge $10 at the door anyway. But, uh, <laughs> Who cares? But they're pretty dope and stuff like that. So I like seeing those little scenes. I've seen, what was the other group from late. Austin that Which came one? out here? They had a uh, group at White Oak. They was doing that shit with Steve-O and Damn. everybody in them. That'd be a hard place uh, to pack. Yeah. Was it open source? Open source. They, there's another yeah. group that's doing they some stopped. dope shit. But I feel like the more people coming to Houston, they're going to start doing some different shit. It's just our city's so late on shit. And then, yeah. like, honestly, the main reason why Two we... Two years. The, the, <laughs> Two years the later. main reason why we started this is to, like, start a conversation about radio. Just because, like, when we, when we were first trying to get on radio, it's like, all these people were, like, saying, like, nah, you can't get on radio. There was, like, people, like... Like, there's the same people. Like, there weren't really any dope DJs on, like, hip-hop stations, except for, like, two or three people that were like, oh, shit, those are legit DJs, but the other DJs are trash. And we're just like, well, fuck, if we're not going to get on radio, we're just going to start our own mix show and play what we want to play. Well, dude, you can't you can't play what you want on radio anyway. Mm-hmm. If that's a list. You have to play yeah. from the list. You could make it as dope as you want, but it's still a list. And mm-hmm. they, you're still cuffed. But I think that's why radio is failing. It's a bunch of fucking old people. Sorry, I'm gonna try to quit cussing someone. It's a bunch of old people that are trying to tell you like what's cool, and if not, they employ a bunch of people that don't know what's cool to tell you like, hey, this Ariana Grande record is charting over here. Like, this is not what people want to hear on a hip hop radio station. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's the problem. Is that it's not like real, dude. I feel like I could be hired at a radio station and tell you like, look at your playlist and be like. That's why you're fucking failing. Like, what is this? Like, I could give you a playlist of stuff like, playlist, I guarantee your phone calls will increase 15%. Boom, on day three. By day three, like, I I will guarantee you that. And I've thought about trying to get into stuff like that, but everybody I've ever spoke to about getting into radio was like, dude, don't do that. Do what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. Like, keep doing. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even have no idea what I'm doing. It's just floating, man. For sure. Now you're killing it, man. Um, I guess... For you, what do you think is the next thing for Brian Rhymes? Trying to, uh, I'm trying to like, oh, I guess anybody would try to make more money all the time, but I'm trying to, uh, get into more of like, I don't even know how to put it. Not like club gigs, Mm -hmm. but more of gigs like in a large format setting, like, uh, some boiler room shit. Dude, well, where I would like to be in the long run, like a fairy tale, would be like in like a Jazzy Jeff, Nick Bike, Four Colors Act, Craze Room, doing mm-hmm. something, playing some obscure shit for people that like to hear obscure shit. That would be like my long-term goal. And my realistic goal is to make twice as much money as I did last year. And so I'm going to work twice as hard as last year. That's the only way I can put it right now. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take more gigs that I don't want to play this year. In order to fund the possibility of me playing that show. So I've taken a step back these probably next two years to circle around and lob the ball to myself and dunk that bitch. 
That's now, do awesome, you man. Now, do you see yourself staying locally to to achieve that type of goal? Dude, I'm surprised I'm alive this long. No, man. Like, look, man. Life's a blessing. Like, I don't. If you sit there and pick apart your life like one day at a time, like I'm gonna do this in six months, I'm gonna do this in a year, you'll probably never do any of those things. Yeah. You'll probably find yourself disappointed that you didn't do any of those things. And you should just work it like what you wanna do every day, be a better person than you were the last day. And not fucking worry about like somebody set goal. I don't know what goal. Dude, I would if I had goals, I wouldn't even have made it this far. Shout <laughs> <laughs> no goals. Straight up. Like <laughs> seriously wouldn't like what what DJ like your idol? You think like you said Jazzy Jeff down? You're like twenty years ago. What goal did you have to be here today? This fool didn't have any goals. He just don't. <laughs> like, he just fucking don't. Dude, like, yeah. dude, like I don't know, man. I'm not the guy that writes the goals on the board. I don't think if you want to be a DJ, you shouldn't be that guy because it's not gonna happen like you want, and people are gonna crush your soul. This is not linear, bro. If you can't bounce back from <laughs> all. Yo, look, people think this shit is all, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking having a party over here. No, the lows from this shit are way harder than the ups. And if you don't make it through the first, like, six years of those lows, (laughs) you should just give up, man. It's like, you you be like, oh, I got a fucking club gig finally. Oh, yeah, we want to pay you $6 an hour, like. Don't! Yeah. <laughs> you can't wait to be like, no! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay my motherfucking rent. I'm gonna show these motherfuckers right now. Like, I mean, I was waiting tables at the time. I was fucking serving people seven quarts dinners. Watching DJ. people eat, watching people eat lobster, and I mean, fucking stolen sushi rolls in the back. <laughs> no, not cut. Like the whole burrito, like a sushi roll, sushi like burrito. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that's crazy. Bro. That's where this all started. Like, dude, nothing. I didn't care. Like all I want to do is, I just wanted to rock, man. Want to fucking rock? <laughs> That's all I still want to do. I don't want to make money. I don't want to be better than anybody. Like it started like that. Like man, I want to be the best person ever. And then as I got older, I was just like, dude, I'm so fucking fortunate to just even be in the scene anymore at all. But sometimes I'm like, I watch other people. I'm like, how the fuck are you in the scene? <laughs> yeah. But then I get on some days and I'm like, how am I still in the scene? Yeah. It's, it's a roller coaster, dude. Up, you know what I mean? The yeah. ups and downs are so insane. It's, it's kind of what they say. There's like a lot of beauty in the struggle as well. Yeah. And like the only people who can last in this kind of gamer industry is those who can survive the struggle. Yeah. Because it's a lot of outs, people on the outside looking in. Like I hear from the other DJs like... How do I get in this shit? It's fucking nepotism. You can't. You don't know anybody. Yeah. You ain't doing shit. You and know. What's crazy is like, you've you started since like kind of the early days compared to like our generation, where people are like DMing me like, "Yo, how do you play at this spot? Like, why the fuck would I tell you if I'm playing?" <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah, I, I was just showing up. <laughs> can, can you teach me how to scratch? Like, just like, damn, bro, yo, I'm not doing no kind of research at all. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's dumbfounding. Yo, hold up. I got a funny ass story about that. So, uh, whenever me and Travis first started, and I was basically at the car wash, and Travis is at Float Bar, I was driving from U of H to Float Bar, which is a long ass drive. So, like an hour? An hour. Yeah. Uh, I'm passing. I relate. I'm passing Diamond Club South, and it says, now hiring DJs. And I got my coffin of CDJs that I just bought from the. Hurricane money, <laughs> allegedly. Shout to the government. Yeah, no, like I pay taxes. <laughs> <He> went, 
So I'm passing this, I'm passing this uh, strip club, hiring DJs. I was like, pull in. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be late. Don't wait up for me. <laughs> like, like, oh, we had no gigs. I had no gigs at all. I was like, maybe I'll try a strip club DJ. I was like 21 or 22. That shit. Yo, I come walking up the the handicap ramp. Dragging this. With your fucking, shit. Dragging this coffin. Oh, CDJ. The whole thing. Walking up the little diagonal. I walk in the front door. And dude, keep in mind, this is like in the afternoon on Thursdays. This is like Thursday afternoon, like 5 o'clock. This chick looks at me like, what the fuck is that i was like it's a coffin i was like hold on <laughs> like that she was like uh let me get the manager he comes out i was like you're hiring djs he's like what the fuck is that i was like it's, like, it's turntables it's, it's cdjs it's, it's a coffin he's like you don't need that he's like wheel it back here i'm walking through the club there's all these ratchet hoes <laughs> it's thursday at five they're out dancing one chick's blowing dollar bills off her pussy. <laughs> like, I'm walking by. I've seen a bunch of shit I've never seen before. I've never seen any shit before. I'm like 21 for like six months. Fine. Yo, I like get back to the DJ booth and it's like 50 year old black dude. He's like, you're the new DJ. I was like, oh, you smoking a lot of cigarettes. I'm like smoking a cigarette at the time. I have to put that shit. Out. He's like, drag the songs from here, put them into here, and hit play. Good luck to you, man. I was like, all right. I'm sitting there, I got my feet on my coffin, I'm sitting there in front of this computer, I was like, oh, I'm saying what I thought it was going to be at all, but I'm stuck now. <laughs> you stuck you now. just walked in that shit. Yeah, straight <laughs> up. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. Yeah. All right. Well, He's, let's like, see. He's like, so, I can quit now. So, uh, I bought a, I, I brought a bottle of, uh, like a little personal bottle of uh, Jose Cuervo Silver, and uh, so like I opened it up. It, I'm fucking nervous as shit. I've never been in this situation before. I'm like looking at my coffin, like I don't know how to DJ without that. <laughs> I can't do this without that. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, what's the what's the program that virtual DJ? I'm looking at virtual DJ like I've never worked it before. Like, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like 300 pound black chick in a thong because of me. She's like, Ooh, you a cute little one. Hey, we got a new one. She's like grinding all over me. Yo. She was built like Lizzo. Yo, yo, that's fucked up. I ain't body shaming nobody. I'm saying, for the, for the record, I'm the same. Like how big this lady was. She was a lady. She's probably 40 years old. I'm like 21. Still making that money. Yeah, she's trying to break. So uh, she's like, dang, she's like grinding on me, and I'm sitting there like putting on like I love rock and roll. Trying Put to get her off that yeah. shit. <laughs> going, he told me all rock. He's like, play all rock. Keep in mind, I've been there for like 10 minutes. So he comes over and he's like, hey, man, you can't touch the girls. I was like, man, does it look like I'm trying to I'm like, you literally get completely covered by it. I'm like, so my body's just sticking out the top. Hey, man, does it look like I'm trying to do this? Anyway, he's like, all right, man, yeah, just don't touch the girls. And he looks down and that little handle of, or the little personal bottle of Jose Cuervo sticking out of my bag. Oh, man. Yeah, no one's like, what's that? And I like pull my bag over. He's like, yo, get out. As I'm like walking out, I'm like, I called Travis. I was like, hey, you set up here? He's like, no. I was like, I'm on the way. I was in and out of there that fast. And I was like, strip club DJ? Not as cracked up as it seems. And then what I find out about that strip club game is like, you play that song. You go to the next That's song. It. 
to finesse these motherfuckers. That's I'm not it. DJing. I've been, I've been approached like three times to do strip club DJing. That's right, man. Yeah, you never know. You might I'll, fucking love everybody it. Everybody wanted to do that shit at once. You're like, oh, strippers? Money? That's what I said. They make tips. I'm going to get part of that shit. No, you're not. Nah. <laughs> Dude, so literally from like my understanding at that point in time was DJs paying like $1,000 a night. And instantly seeing that guy that was DJing, that ain't a motherfucker that makes a thousand dollars a night. Nah. He sounded like he needs to do larynx. <laughs> that ain't the strippers that's making that much money. <laughs> he had a fifty dollar bar tab and probably some black and miles and like fifty bucks. A couple exos. <laughs> he was out that motherfucker. Dude, that was crazy. I'm so glad that didn't stick. Like, I'm so glad that gig didn't go well. Cause who knows you where? Been hell miserable. As I'm fuck. so glad I wouldn't make like seven hundred. It wouldn't have let no gig last. Any gig you lose, recoup, replace. <laughs> Definitely for sure. So if you were to give like your last speech to the world in like thirty seconds, what would that be like? Uh do you don't fucking listen to people. Don't compare yourself to other people. Um uh, wrap it up. <laughs> Literally be one hundred percent of your soul in every gig you play. Play it like it's your last gig because it might be your last gig and uh Give thanks to everybody that came before you and appreciate people that try to pump you up like these people right here. Appreciate it. Word up from uh, the boy himself, Brian Rhymes. Where can the people find you at? At Brian Rhymes, B-R-Y-A-N-R-H-Y-M-Z on pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, all that? Instagram, Twitter, Mixcloud. Okay, cool. What's Sorry, shit, man? Instagram, Facebook, Mixcloud. Well, shit, man, appreciate you coming through. No. Dope conversation. Yeah, if you sure. ever need anything from us, Feel free to reach out. Yeah, I'm gonna need like and $2,000. <laughs> He's like, say, Brian, you like three months of rent. You got me. <laughs> that shit, man. That was dope. I'm gonna man. take these cameras off.